Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Hey guys, this is Jenny Allen and you are listening to the Made for This podcast. I am so excited about my guest today, and she's in our home, and I just want you to know her. I cannot wait for you to meet her. Her name is Thelma Wells. If you don't know her, she was the first African-American speaker for Women of Faith, and she has been a trailblazer for women, and I just have fallen in love with her. And as she, I met her at, recently at a brunch that I was speaking at, and just invited her to come along. And now I've invited her to come into my home and it's just Yay. been quite a fast friendship. So thank you so much, Thelma, for being here this morning. Thank you so much for inviting me. So we're going to talk about anger. Mm. <laughs> yeah. We're going to talk about emotions and what does it look like to live with these really God-given emotions, but they often get abused and you know really take hold of us. And so I want to start with a little bit about your story. So tell us about growing up. Tell us about your mama. Okay, I will. My mother was a crippled girl who had polio before the soft sock vaccine, okay? Not only that, but she was abused by her mother because her mother was very ashamed that she was all twisted up and, you know, looking like she was looking. So consequently, her mother... Uh, never loved her, my, never loved her daughter, my mother, okay? And she would lock her in closets and stuff like that. And sometimes she would lock me in there too. But let me tell you, my granddaddy said to my uh, mother, we've got to find somewhere for this baby to live because it was being abused, okay? And he called his mother, who was over 60 years old, and said, I got to find somewhere for this baby to live. And his mother says, bring her to me. I'll keep her. I'll love her. And he did. And so when I was four years old, I was taken to my great-grandmother, and she raised me. And I'm telling you, I have to say it myself, she did a good job. Oh. But she had a hard job because sometimes I was <laughs> a little, <laughs> little rebellious too, okay? <laughs> she taught me not to lie, that's for sure. But in, in this situation, my granddaddy was so loving and kind and tender to me. Every Saturday, he would take me to the movies when I got, got old enough to go. And he would always encourage me. He would say, Pooch, that's what he called me, Pooch, <laughs> Pooch. One of these days, this was during the days of segregation, one of these days you're going to be able to walk down this the majestic theater aisle, front row center, and sit there, okay, and be beautiful. And every Saturday that he would take me to the majestic theater, that was where you had to sit in the buzzard roost, that's what it was called, and you ate the, spo the spoiled candy and all of that stuff, the weevils, if you will. But he would take me, and he would say, this is where you belong, <laughs> and this is where you'll be. 
I didn't understand that, of course. I was a little girl. I really didn't even understand segregation because I was accustomed to it. But guess what? One day, <laughs> I was able to walk front row center down the aisle of the majestic theater, downtown Dallas, Texas, with his flowing gown on. Thought I was cute too, girl. I bet okay. you were. <laughs> <laughs> and and his, his uh, uh, prophecy, if you will, came through. My great-grandmother was such a woman of God. When she took me, she started teaching me, I believe, right that minute. Number one, do not lie. <laughs> this is what she said I lied to her one time. Well, maybe two or three times. She said, <laughs> she said, you will not lie to anybody. You will tell the truth. If you lie, you'll steal. If you steal, you'll kill. And I'm not having a lying, stealing killer in my house. <laughs> oh, she got her point over. Okay, she really did. There was a time, however, when my grandfather would ask me to come spend the night with them, my grand, with my grandmother and my granddaddy and all. And I did, but he didn't know what was going on when he left to go to work. When he left to go wherever he was going that was going to be gone a, a little time, my grandmother, the one who hated my mother, who never said to my mother, I love you, put me in a dark, dingy closet, a closet that had rats. I'm talking about rats and had uh, cockroaches. And I would sit in that closet all day until my granddaddy came home. And this is what I would do though. Because of a sainted great-grandmother, <laughs> a woman who loved the Lord, who taught me the scriptures and all, she taught me how to sing, really. And I would sit in the closet and sing. Mm. Jesus loves me, this I know, <laughs> yeah. For the Bible tells me so, I would sing. Little ones to him belong. They are weak, but he is strong. I would sing. Uh -huh. I would sing, throw out the lifeline. Throw out the lifeline. I would sing all of these songs that I had learned at the feet of my great-grandmother and in her church, because I was in church seven days a week, baby. That's a whole lot of church, let me tell you. Okay. I was there Monday for a mission, Tuesday for ladies' auxiliary, Wednesday for prayer meeting, Thursday for choir rehearsal, the next day for our teachers' meeting, and we were in church all day on Sundays. Did you know black folks used to stay in church all day? <laughs> all day. Because we day. had no other outlet. Yeah. You see, we would go to church. And then we have dinner on the ground. And then if we wanted to have, have a tea or something had, had uh, uh, created some kind of other excitement, we were there all day, all day. But it didn't hurt me any because I learned how to sing the hymns of the church. I learned how to pray. I would listen to my great granddaddy pray and he would pray and pray and pray and pray. They had to sit outside the church until you got through praying, girl, sometimes because he would pray for a long, long time, but it didn't hurt me. So as I'm sitting in this closet with these rats, and I'm sitting in this closet with these cockroaches, I'm singing and I'm praying because from a little girl, I was taught to pray. And as I was singing and praying, I would fall asleep. Mm. Yeah, I was in there for hours. My granddaddy came home one day and he said to me, because my grandmother got me out of the closet. She was always very crafty. 
She would get me out of the closet before he would get home. So he wouldn't know anything that was going on. When I got out of the closet uh, one day and he came home, he said, Hey, Booch, what you been doing today? And I said, I've been in the closet. He said, you've been in the closet? What did you do to get in the closet? I said, I did nothing to get in the closet. But every time you leave, I'm in the closet. That was the last day that I ever spent in the closet. Mm. I don't know what their conversation was, but I wish I had been a fly. I wish I had been listening to them because I never spent the night again with my grandmother without my grandfather mm. being there. Mm. You know, I tell people all the time, God sees your problems. He sees everything that goes on and he will rescue. Oh, thank you, Jesus. He will rescue you from perishing. He will rescue you from all the stuff that we have to go. He's the rescuer. We just have to give him time and give him a chance and have people around us that will help us accept the rescue. Many people are so sad, so uh, angry, so hostile, because they just don't know what, number one, they don't know who's watching over them. They won't give Jesus a chance. They won't give the Lord a chance. They want to take part of situations into their own hand, but they don't know it's already solved. When you give your life to Jesus, it's already solved. When you trust him and never doubt, he'll surely bring you out. <laughs> when you love him and obey him, sometimes we don't always obey him and he still loves us. Mm. He still loves us. He made us. So what, <laughs> so what happened with me could happen to anybody, young, old, or whatnot. But that is not my desire, nor is it God's desire. God never desires that you're harmed. He never desires that you are hurt. He never desires. He never, never, ever. In fact, he never wants anybody hurt and he never wants anybody sad. So you have to come to Jesus. <laughs> and then there are many people who don't understand that, who blame Jesus, blame the Lord for the circumstances they're in. They haven't met him yet. They don't know him because he is the way maker. <laughs> mm. He will solve every problem. Yeah, you might have to go through the valley of the shadow of death. Many people do. A lot of more people do than we may, may know. You go through the valley. You go through the shadow of death, but a shadow can't harm you. Ooh, God, a shadow cannot harm you. And when you walk through that, if you walk saying, Lord, help me. Thank you, Jesus. I accept you. He says, oh, yeah, I'm going to get you out of that. He got me out. He got me out. And he didn't stop, baby. He didn't stop. I want to talk about when it has been hard to forgive and when it mm -hmm. has been a fight to trust. My grandmother was so mean to me until I was shocked when my granddaddy died and willed me my grandmother. He said, in the will, you must take care of her for as long as she lives. Pay her bills take her to the grocery store, everything she needs, you must provide, because he was a good provider for her. 
I didn't like that a bit. You mean to tell me that this woman who has always been mean to me, always been mean to her own daughter, she won't even tell her own daughter that I have to take care of her? I had to go, girl, in, in really earnest prayer. I don't want to do this, God. Okay, she has been mean to me. She's been awful to me. She's played tricks on me. I don't want to do this. But the more I said I don't want, I think in my heart I was saying, help me. Lord, help me to do exactly what I'm supposed to do. And I had to ask him to please help me to forgive her. Well, he didn't He didn't do that right there at that time. At least I didn't accept it because he can do it instantly. <laughs> he can wash all your stuff away instantly. But I held on to some of it. But she kept on doing tricks like, oh, come over today. I'm going to take you to lunch. And I would get over and we'd go to Wyatt's or somewhere, some restaurant. And she would say, oh, I forgot. I left my purse at home. Tricks. But I got closer to God in that because I had to really stay on my knees and, and stay on my pews. And, and, and I was teaching Sunday school. You know, I'm teaching people how to forgive. Okay. And I'm like, oh, why didn't she die first? You know. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's the truth. Yeah, why did I have to inherit her? But I had to then humble myself before the God and say, God, Whatever reason you gave me this woman, help me to love her. Help me to treat her better than she's treated me or my mother. My grandfather, who died, was a very compassionate, loving man. And I started looking at his life and really wanting to be like him. And because I wanted to be like him, I kept asking the Lord. I kept petitioning God, Lord, help me. Every time I would go over to her house, you know, I would say, Lord, help me. She lived very near where you live. <laughs> and I started softening. I started praying. I started singing. Singing is soulless for me. So I started singing. And it was not songs of, <laughs> it wasn't a bad song. <laughs> <All right. laughs> I got you. <laughs> it was a song of mercy and grace. And it was not just one song. Music has really been my, my mainstay. It is. And even though I'm hoarse today, music. I must tell Jesus all of my trials. I cannot bear these burdens alone. <laughs> In my distress, he kindly will help me. He ever loves and cares for his own. Songs like that. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. There's just something uh, about that name, Master, Savior, Jesus. <laughs> it's like a fragrance after the rain, Jesus, hallelujah, Jesus, Jesus. Let all heaven and earth proclaim. Kings and kingdoms, they're going to all pass away. <laughs> but there's just something about that sweet name. So I've sung and I've prayed my way through the valley of the shadow of death, through the hurt, through the brokenness, 
through all of these things I've experienced. But like Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, I came out with no smoke in my clothes. <laughs> Hallelujah, Jesus. No smoke in my clothes. Okay? Because I had a praying great-grandmother who taught me the Bible. I had a wonderful, compassionate grandfather who was kind and tender to me. I had a great-grandfather that was blind that I walked to school almost every day that I was in school. And he was kind and loving. And I had a mother who was hurt, who was sorrowful, whose body was mangled. She was looked like a monster until I got her somewhere and got some lipstick and all that stuff on her. <laughs> Made her pretty, okay. Got her hair done. But all through that, I knew that Jesus was on the main line. And that means I could tell him everything I wanted. And he didn't do it instantly all the time, but he did it. So I can walk in faith today. I can walk knowing that Jesus is my best friend. I have some good friends, but Jesus is my best friend. I can get up in the morning knowing that if I'm down and out, I can pick up his book. I can pick up the Bible. Or I can listen to music as we were doing today. I can listen to music. And the music can say, I feel like going on. I feel like going on. So every day is a powerful day, is a wonderful day, is an exciting day. Because I know who Jesus is. <laughs> I have been broken, had no money, but I called on Jesus. One day I remember having nothing in my refrigerator, and I started smiling. <laughs> my, my niece called me, who is on uh, food stamps or whatever it is. She said to me, do you need some canned food? I said, yeah, 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 I could use some. She said, good, because somebody just gave me a whole thing of canned food, oh. and I have nowhere to put it. Oh. This is one day. I'm going to tell you this. This is one day I'm talking about. In a few minutes, another friend of mine called she said, girl, I've been to the farmer's market and I got so much stuff, I don't even have room to put it in my refrigerator. Do you mind if I share it with you? I said, oh, no, I don't mind at all. <laughs> Thank you. And then later that evening, a friend of mine called me and said, Thelma Wells, I went and looked in my freezer and she says, girl, I got so much stuff in there, it's going to get freezer burned. Do you mind if I give it to you? I started with nothing. Nothing that morning. But before sundown, I had fresh vegetables in my refrigerator. I had canned goods up in my cupboard and I had meat. But you know why? Because Jesus is a way maker. He knows what you need. He knows how much of it you need. <laughs> and he knows when to, ooh, when to send it to you. <laughs> I mean, the joy, Mama T, that you exude in life is breathtaking. And I felt it from the first time I heard you pray, and then you hugged me afterwards, and I said, I want to know this woman, and I want to know her Jesus, and I want to know how she has so much joy. And, and I want you to think about, you know, we're in a day where there's a lot of anger. Mm -hmm. I mean, you look online, mm -hmm. you look in the news, there's a lot of hate, and there's a lot of anger. Mm -hmm. What do you see for our generation? What do you think the issue is? And how do you see it changing? I think the issue is the lies that we believe. We believe lies like 
uh, I need to look this way. I need to have this, have the other. Uh, I'm not pretty enough. I'm not handsome enough. Da 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 da. All these this folklore, and I think a lot of it has to do with our ability to see stuff on internet. Everything has seemingly it, it hasn't, but it's seemingly gone haywire. So all the killings, all the everything that we're seeing daily daily is because people don't know who they are they have no idea we're not teaching them the older people are not teaching the younger group how to live we're letting them look like anything walk like anything put the pants anywhere and we are not saying a word okay my grandson walked in one day and had his pants around his bottom and i said oh no not here baby no 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 not here. You go put here. Get your granddaddy's belt. It was for my husband died. Get your granddaddy's belt. Put it around you. And don't you ever, as long as you, and this is what I said, as long as you black, don't you ever, okay, walk around like that. You see, we're not really teaching. We're just letting people live. We're letting them do their own thing. Okay? We are. We're letting them do their own thing. So it's our responsibility as children of the king, as mothers, grandmothers, aunts, uncles, cousins, to be able to teach them and tell them even though they don't believe you. You tell them even though they won't receive you. But God said, tell them for me, tell them for me that I love them and I came to tell them so. And if we don't tell them, if we don't show them with love, if we don't exhibit it, how are they gonna know? They, they believe television and on the websites and stuff. They believe that. They won't believe us unless we show them. First, you got to show love. I want you to speak to those that are listening that are above the age of 60. And I don't... Is it really rude if I ask how old you are? Oh yeah, I'm I'm nearly eighty. Okay, yeah. So I like that. I like that. Okay, good. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You should be proud. <laughs> but above the age of sixty, that that might feel like this younger generation. They don't understand it. Mm-hmm. They don't know how to speak into it. Mm-hmm. You are bold, and you're not afraid. No. So call them to that because I think they they start to feel maybe like they're checked out or or that the younger generation isn't interested. Mm-hmm. The first thing you've got to do is love. Now, loving does not mean put up with. I love all my children and all my grandchildren and all of them, but they know I don't play. Okay, I, I will let them know. So love. How do you love, though, when you don't know how to love? I think one of the problems that we have is that people are afraid to love because they don't know how. They don't know how to be tender and loving. They don't know how to pray and ask the Lord, let me know how to address this person. Everybody's different. You can't handle everybody. It's you know, the same. So ask God. If you're in Sunday school all the time and all, and, and all that kind of stuff, and you're not seeking God's will for somebody else's life, you're a mess. And I'm a, I said it. My name is Mama T. Okay. All right. Okay. So the first thing we have to do is to ourselves deny, learn to deny ourselves of a lot of the things that we try. We have to be examples, okay? Now, the other thing that I believe we must do 
is to stop talking about people and start talking to people. So much gossip. Did you see her? Get over it. I'm sorry. I'm just being me. I love it. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Get over it and stop talking down people. Talk them up. I see so many people and I, I tell a lot of people, stop talking about her. You're supposed to be loving. And I'm going to translate this to the internet right now because it still applies. I think for our generation, we have one set of rules for our lives mm -hmm. and we have one set of rules for the internet. Mm. And this is true always, right? Like everybody is talking at each other publicly yeah, yeah. as if because it's in front of a lot of people, mm -hmm. it's okay to say mm -hmm. things rather than, mm -hmm. you know what? I'm going to reach out. Mm -hmm. Even mm -hmm. if you don't know that person to reach out via email mm -hmm. or- That's right. You know, th this, is, this is just expected now. Mm -hmm. And let your messages be messages that will help people be better. I want you to speak to the person that is- that is angry. They clicked on this episode because they wrestle with anger mm -hmm. and they don't know what to do with it. They, it's just built yeah. up inside of them. Can, can I tell you a story that happened to me uh, this last year? There were some things that had happened in my life between me and my, my husband that I was so hurt and so angry about. I mean, I was, when I tell you I was hurt and I was angry when I found out that there were some things. God is such a good God, though. He had a lady call to call me, and I didn't even know this lady. She called me and said, is this Mama T? Yes. She said, I need to come to your house and talk to you. She says, well, the Lord is sending me to talk to you because you're angry. And I said, you don't even know me. What are you talking about? How do you know I'm angry? That, that's, that shows you I was angry. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I said, you don't know me. What do you want to talk to me about? She says, the Lord told me to come to you and talk to you and to give you 12 protocols that can help you get over your anger. You're not just being angry. You've been angry off and on ever since you've been married. She told the truth. And I knew she was telling the truth. And I said, how long is this going to take? Wow. She said, as long as necessary. And I said, no, you can't come. She said, well, the Lord told me. And I said, well, if the Lord told you, come on. I said, <laughs> I'm hostile. I'm hostile. I admit that because I didn't know her. She came in the house. And as soon as she came in the house, she started praying. When she started praying, I knew she was real. And we went into a private room and she says, I want to show you these protocols. And then she gave me some instructions. She prayed, though, before she gave me those instructions. And I knew God is sinner. God sends people to us a lot of times that we brush off because he wants us whole. So I started going through the protocols, et cetera, et cetera. And she came about 7.30 in the afternoon and 12.30 that night she left. Because I asked her, how long are you going to be here? <laughs> <laughs> and she said, until you get free. Wow. And she stayed until I got free. Wow. The issues, I won't talk about all the issues, but we get angry. We get hurt. But God says, do not go to sleep angry. Don't go to bed. Don't go to sleep angry with anybody. I had taught that, but I was doing it. I was doing it. I would pretend that I was okay. Mm. Pretension is really, really a lie. Yeah. When she left, I was so much better than when she came. 
And I thank God for showing me my faults. And they were faults because I held things in. I didn't think I was holding them in, but I was. And every time little things would come up, that night was the first time that my husband and I, in a long time, just sat and held hands. Mm -hmm. And from that day until the day he died, we courted again. Thelma. I would sit with him, and even though he got where he could not see, he could not do anything but hear, we would hold hands because the Lord freed me of the animosities that I had built up. Some might have been true. Some might not have been. But I listened. You have to watch what you listen to. I listened to people tell me things that could have been true, but I internalized them and grew them bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger. God loves me so much, but he don't love me no more than he loves all of y'all, okay? That he sent somebody to rescue the perishing and care for the dying. I was the perishing. My husband was the dying. But Lord loves me. He will rescue you from yourself. So for that last months, those last months that he was on earth, we just had a love affair all over again. God wants every day to be a love affair with him. And you can't have a love affair with God if you're holding stuff in your craw for somebody else. Okay, that is not good. So I experienced real forgiveness and true love and honesty. Oh, thank you, Jesus. And when my husband died, I could easily say and truthfully say there was nothing between my soul, my savior and God Mm. and my husband. Nothing. Mm. I mean, when I say nothing, I mean, N-O-T-H-I-N-G, nothing. So I wish that, though, for everybody. I wish that kind of reconciliation, that kind of joy, Mm. because this joy that we have, the world can't give it. And the world can't take it away. We give it to them. I wish for everyone to experience the kind of love, the kind of joy, the kind of peace that I had for those months. Okay, I want to talk about one more thing. Mm -hmm. This is really important. I just know there is a lot of righteous anger right now. I have some. Mm -hmm. What is the place for anger? What, What good can anger bring? You know, if you're angry enough to do the right thing about what you're angry about, it can do a lot of good. God hates sin. He's angry. He hates sin. But what does he do? He loves people back to Jesus. You see, there's help for anybody. But if you are a liar, if you are a cheat, if you are whatever, God wants you in his army fighting his battles With his tools, oh God, hallelujah. With his tools, singing his songs, praising his name, praying for other people so that they will know the joy that we have because this joy that I have, the world didn't give me and the world can't take it away. I've got the joy, 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 joy down in my heart. Yeah, love lifts all of us. It's the love that Jesus has for us And the love that other people who pretend to be (laughs) Christ-like, and many of them are, have for us. Because he reigns. 
And the people of God who love you reign too in him. He reigns in them and they reign in him. So don't be afraid to approach anybody who is doing anything. Could be a little boy that's stealing apples. It, it, it could be somebody who's singing the wrong thing. It could be somebody who's lying on you. Ask God first, how shall I approach them? Because you might approach them with anger, with the venom that many of us have or have had. And that's not the way. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth and the life. No man comes to the Father except by me. That's how I try to live every day now. I don't live angry. I don't take things so seriously now that I get provoked. Okay. You know why? Because I pray every day. You can't do it by yourself. There's no way, no way that you can do it. We are carnal people. Okay. You can't do it. But every day I ask the Lord, let this day be the best of my life. And Lord, let me help somebody today that you send me to that I can get out of their misery. People are miserable. They're miserable because of many, 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 many things. Some people want to be famous. So they're miserable because they're not famous yet. Other people want to have a lot of money. I'd like money too. God says, okay, you can have some money. But he didn't say be miserable because you don't have it. God says, address everybody as if you would want to be addressed because everybody's somebody. Whether it's that beggar on the street that hadn't had a bath in 15 days, we all have problems in our lives. But God is a problem solver. Will you pray? Sure. Jesus, 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 I just thank you so much. I thank you that you are the problem solver. I thank you that you are the mind regulator. I thank you that you are the sovereign God who loves everybody. I thank you for showing us your love daily. And I ask you to open the eyes of the blind, the blind who cannot see your love Open our eyes, Lord God, because if we miss seeing your love one iota of the day, we have missed the prize of the day. So I ask you to give us the power to be able to love when people are not lovable, to be able to forgive when people do not deserve or we think they don't deserve forgiving. When we walk through the valley of the shadow of death, when we are fearing evil, but there is no evil to become us because we have to love you. And this fear does not mean of being afraid of you. It means trusting you. Help us in this world, in the United States of America, God, and all of the other countries to know that you are real, that you will provide for us and keep us whatever the situation is. God, I pray for this world. I pray for every country. I've been in many, many countries, Lord. And I've seen poverty and I've seen heartache in many countries, but you love everybody. Whomever we are, whatever we're doing, Jesus loves me. This I know. Why? Because the Bible tells me so. Thank you, God, for this home. Thank you, God, for this family. Thank you, God, for everyone 
who helps Jenny and whatever she's doing. God bless this ministry. If, <laughs> who God, to bless if. Because if my people who are called by my name would humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their evil ways, then I'll hear from heaven. Mm. I'll forgive their sin and I'll heal the land. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Oh, Jesus. Such a privilege. Jesus. Jesus thank Jesus, you. Jesus. Thank you. Thank you. Jesus. 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 Hey guys, this is Chloe. Thanks for listening to today's episode with Mama T, Thelma Wells. A couple months ago, Jenny and I went to a brunch in Dallas and I remember Mama T just kind of walking into the room, through the room, and everybody was hugging her and talking to her, grabbing her hand, and I was like, we've got to meet this woman. So we got a chance to meet her, hear a little bit more about her story, and we were like, we have got to tell everybody, let everybody in on the treat that is Mama T. So I'm so glad you got to listen today and you can find all of Mama T's books on Amazon or really anywhere books are sold. You can search Thelma Wells and she's got books that she's written for years about anger and prayer and anxiety. And then you can also find more about her at thelmawells.com and then watch some of her videos there and find more information about her. So we hope you guys enjoyed today's episode as much as we did and we will see you next time for another episode of the Made for This podcast. Thank you.